Welcome to the Modernizer Die Podcast, CFML News Edition, where we keep you up to date with everything going on in the Cold Fusion community. We'll share the latest news on events, releases to engines, frameworks, libraries, and tools, as well as spotlighting quality content from the community. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Modernize or Die podcast, CFML News Edition. Today is November 16th, 2021, episode 126, and I am Eric Peterson. Normally, I'd be joined by somebody else. We had some technical difficulties, so you got me today, but happy to be with you. We'd like to start by thanking our sponsor, Order Solutions, the makers of all your favorite boxes, cold box command box, test box, you name it. There's a few ways you can say thank you to Order Solutions. Please like and subscribe our videos here on YouTube. Subscribe to this podcast as well and your favorite podcast app of choice. Leave us a review if you would like as well. You can go visit cfcast.com. Sign up for a free or paid account and get advantage of that new content releasing every single week and finally we have our wonderful 102 cold box quick tips and tricks available for purchase on gumroad let's and let's not forget our patreon supporters we have 38 wonderful patreons providing support for this podcast and our other open source products we'll talk more about the perks that you get as a Patreon supporter, and those wonderful people at the end. Let's jump into the news. We have a few webinars to talk about, one coming up and a couple behind us that you can watch. Coming up this Friday, November 19th at 11 a.m. Central Time, is the Ordis webinar for November. This is with Mr. Javier Quintero on Forgebox business plans, introducing organizations and teams to Forgebox. So now all those packages that you were keeping with a shared user and shared tokens, you can get a proper organization, just like you have over on GitHub or GitLab. He'll also go through other features of Forgebox 6 that are available to everybody, not just to business plans. So make sure that you catch that. That is this Friday at 11 a.m. Central. And in case you missed it, we have had a couple of the of webinars behind us. The first one is the Mid-Michigan Cold Fusion User Group. It was using AI and machine learning along with Cold Fusion to build a smarter call center. And we're hoping to get the recording for that one soon. I don't have a link yet. Um, I personally am hoping to get a link for that because that still sounds uh, very fascinating, especially as somebody who dabbles with things like Twilio and likes to pretend that I know what I'm doing. I'd love to see somebody else, uh, how they approach all that and what technologies they use. One that we do have the, the link for is the online CF meetup that was this last week. It was Avoiding Server-Side Request Forgery vulnerabilities in cold fusion with Brian Riley. So we will put that up. That's the online CF meetup. And you can check that out at your leisure. On to some CF cast updates. 
the second episode in the Soapbox podcast was released onto CFCast's interview where Mr. Luis Mahano interviews Brad Wood about Cold Box. Make sure to check that out, kind of see that experience and gain from the, the wisdom they have. These are probably two of our longest Cold Box users. Obviously, Luis, who made it, but Brad was right there near the beginning, too. Uh, coming up this week, f- there are some more coming to the Youth Trainings series, which is our new Spanish series. And we'll have more coming to Forgebox very soon. You can also send any suggestions you have for series right there on CFCast, uh, com slash support. Let's talk about some conferences. This week, starting today, actually, and tomorrow, is the DigitalOcean Deploy Conference. This is a free conference that you can attend. Um, I think I joked last week, this is DigitalOcean, so there's something for everyone because they do just about everything. Uh, So uh, we will put the link for that guy into the show notes and into the chat. And you can jump in, register right now, and get watching on some of those things. Next up, AWS reInvent is coming up. This is AWS's uh, huge conference. Um, Again, if I make the joke about DigitalOcean having lots to talk about and something for everybody, so does AWS. (laughs) So this one is the end of the month, November 29th through December 3rd. And it is free online, or you can attend in person in Las Vegas, and that is $17.99. So if you use any AWS products or even are curious, go ahead and drop your email on that site, and you can go and check out those sessions. After that, or rather concurrent with that, there is a free online conference for Postgres called Postgres Build. We've been doing a little bit more with Postgres here at Ordis ourselves and I'm very much enjoying it, but Postgres does have its own uh, own power and quirks. So if you like us are either curious or working with it, or even if you're a pro, uh, this is a free conference for you November 30th through December 1st, Postgres Build. Then we come to a couple of our Cold Fusion conferences. The first one is Into the Box LATAM. The schedule has been posted. It is December 2nd and 3rd. It will be presented in Spanish and Portuguese. And we're excited to bring back this conference. I believe this is our third year doing it. Someone's going to correct me after the fact, but we're very excited to be putting this on again. Uh, This is free, online, December 2nd and 3rd. Right after that, on December 7th and 8th, it is Adobe's Cold Fusion Summit 2021. We mentioned that the agenda is up on their website. You can register for free. You can see which sessions you're going to choose. Um, Here's hoping, and I believe it was last year, that all of the sessions will be up later so if you do you know you choose the one that you want to watch you can always come back and get the other one as well 
So this <clears throat> is going bound to be a great conference. We we love our Cold Fusion specialty conferences here. Um, make sure to register and thank you so much to Adobe for putting this on. And uh, here's crossing our fingers that this is the last only virtual year for that one. <laughs> uh, two more quick conferences to mention. Uh, a Java conference, jconf.dev starts December 9th. It is a free Java conference and as Java is our, I don't know, big brother, parent, I guess in the inheritance, you'd say parent, right? Um, <laughs> you might find something there that you would like to get into. I know they have stuff with Hibernate. So if you are dealing with ORM, those sessions might be of particular interest to you. Again, that is on December 9th. It's a free virtual event, jconf.dev. Lastly, as a big fan of Vue, we wanted to plug the Vue.js Nation Conference. This is put on by um, one of the Vue schools. I'm not sure if it's Vue School itself or if it's uh, Vue Mastery. One of them. Vue School. There it is. <laughs> so put on by Vue School. You can register for free. And sp specifically, the call for speakers is open. So if you have some neat Vue.js uh, tips, tricks, projects to share, we throw your name in the hat and uh, see if you can speak at the VJS Nation conference. And if that's not enough, our good friends at Comps.Tech have you covered with as many conferences as you could want. <laughs> so go ahead and give them a, a search if you're still looking for some conferences. All right. Let's get into the blogs, tweets, and videos of the week. Pretty light week this week, but that's all right. Let's start with one from Mr. Charlie Earhart. And this is uh, f titled in the form of a question. Should you bother to file bug reports at tracker.adobe.com? Yes, yes, you should. <laughs> I'm glad he answered that because I think there's a a tenant in journalism that whenever you have a question as your title, the answer is no. So good job answering it. So we didn't think the answer was no. Um, so Charlie, in this article, it, it's a real short one, but a good one to read. Um, check it out in the show notes. Uh, I think it's important to note that bother was in scare quotes, and that's the right way to, to say it. Um, it's not a bother to help improve the product you're building all of these sites on and most of us, you know, our livelihood on. Sometimes bug reports are not addressed, or they're addressed in different ways, or we disagree with it, but it doesn't mean it's a bother. Um, you know, all bug trackers are... There's more more coming in than going that, that can be solved and closed. So that's true in our work too, right? I'm sure each one of us has more bugs in our backlog than we're closing. So let's give a little bit of grace to <laughs> each team that's doing this, even Adobe. I mean, I read through this and Charlie mentioned that for the last 10 bug reports, eight out of the 10 had a response from Adobe. That's great. Um, 
I mean, I was just listening to a different podcast talking about Apple and their bug reports and how I mean, we should be very grateful for <laughs> how much response that we get on ours. Uh, Adobe really does a good job. Obviously, there's room for improvement, but uh, not filing bugs is not really punishing them. It's just making our lives harder. So if you have a bug to put in or a feature request, we just talked a whole bunch about bugs. But if you have some ideas, you know, put it in there. And we can all benefit from that. So, thanks for that. That call to action, Charlie. Okay, next one. We have a couple from uh, Mr. Ben Nadal. Both around queries. So, the first one was Ben talking about a uh, SQL organization and... uh, he calls it a SQL tip from Phil Nacelli, making his upgrade to Adobe 2021 easier on the SQL side. So if you've been either following Ben's blog for a while or even listening to this podcast where we highlight it, you'll know Ben loves his uh, CF query tag and Lucy's tag islands, the ability to put tags inside of script made his just heart happy <laughs> so he could keep using that but not have a full tag cfc um adobe doesn't quite have that um and so this tip was a way to organize the sequel so that it's still uh, more readable for him the way that he's used to so we'll put that one in the show notes um i obviously have a a strong bias towards other abstractions as the creator of QB. Um, it's kind of funny, I guess, to look at this and think two solutions to the same kind of problem, right? I wrote QB because of the same thing where concatenating SQL is such a pain, <laughs> especially when you want it to be maybe out of the normal order because you want to make it more object-oriented, pass things around to each other. So, QB was created to solve that, and here's a different way of solving that. So, lots of solutions to the same problem. The other blog post from Ben is about uh, a little fact that you uh, may not be completely aware of with the CF query, or rather the query object that's returned from a query execution in ColdFusion, is that it maintains... Uh, two pieces of metadata, the record count and the current row it's on. So there's no like query row object in ColdFusion uh, in the query that's returned. Instead, it keeps track of the current row, and that works as you pass it around. You know, that's like an internal state it has, so you can take advantage of that, accessing the current row, or if you don't specify the current row, it will just use that internally to grab values off of it. So we'll put that one in the show note as well. I did want to say one thing about it um, down. I'm not sure if it was in the comments or at the very bottom. Yes, it was at the very bottom talking about return type array. Uh, So in both ColdFusion 2021 and Lucy, you can add return type array to your query or query execute call. And it will return an array of structs instead of a query. Um, now, Ben had made the point that because he's mapping the results onto his own array 
obstructs it seems like unnecessary processing to perform two different mappings because he'd be throwing away the first mapping to see if Query did. So I looked at this because I was curious. And at least in Lucy, because we can access the source, um, there is no extra mapping. So they do some processing, and then depending if it's a query, an array, um, there's a struct that you can return. All of it, ha the processing happens there at the end. So you aren't doing an extra process by asking for return type array in Lucy, at least. Um, I'd assume Adobe has its own uh, performance benchmarks around there, so it's not you know doing extra work. Um, now, doing it by yourself, looping over a query object, you know, for row and query where it gives you a struct, that probably is an extra case, if you will, but I don't believe the return type array is. So that's based on my little, uh, my limited understanding of Java and reading the Lucy source code. So if anybody knows better, go ahead and send us a message and we can bring it up on the podcast next week as well. Okay, that got us through all of the blog posts this week. Like I said, pretty short, but appreciated. Let's move to find a job. We have six new jobs listed this week on getcfmljobs.com, bringing the total to 233 open positions from 103 companies in 123 locations in five countries. So lots of options here. In the six new jobs we have this week, we have a few remote and a few on-site. We have a senior cold, cold fusion developer in Pennsylvania, a cold fusion developer in Maharashtra, India, senior cold fusion developer for in Toronto, Ontario, a programmer. This one says cold fusion and Java. So I wonder what Java stuff they're doing there, or if it's just cold fusion and they threw Java on. Um, that one is remote in the United States. There is a front-end and Cold Fusion developer in the UK. And then a Cold Fusion junior web developer in Maharashtra, India. I love seeing junior uh, developer positions. Um, just because it's all the senior developer positions. Like you probably can hire a junior and train them up almost in more time than it, uh, less time than it would take to hire the senior you want. Not always, but <laughs> we all just want to jump to that end, even though we all started at the junior. <laughs> so, um, I see a, a note in the in the chat. Sorry, it's hard to follow it along right now on my own. Um, Adam saying JDBC is going to be returning an array to start with, so it's probably less processing to take that array and return it than to create a query object. Um, again, not sure on the uh, actual performance, but yeah, I, I think thinking that asking for an array or a struct or a query, one is more performant than the other, probably isn't when you're delegating it to Lucy. Um, if you're doing it on your own, uh, maybe. But again, if you have performance uh, questions in your app, uh, measure before making random changes. Otherwise, you'll never know. You'll just think you did something nice. <laughs> so thanks for that, Adam. Okay, let's get into the ForgeBox module of the week. And this one is kind of a utility library 
that you've used without knowing it in command box probably it is globber so globber is a utility library that lets you do the kind of the unix globs or the git ignore matches on a directory on a file and uh, lets you grab all the files in there so command box uses this internally to match a whole bunch of things if you use um, cf format which is a, a popular command box module. You can pass a glob pattern to this and it passes it on to this matcher, this globber. So that's where, how you can match all with a certain extension or all that have this at the beginning of the name or anything in any amount of subdirectories in between. So it gives you all of those powers that you've probably put in a git ignore file. So that is globber. So next time you need to do some of your own, you know, directory traversal, you're looking for all the files that match something. This might be a really uh, simple way to match those without having to overfetch and filter down. So that is Globber on ForgeBox with box install Globber. The VS Code hint, tip and trick of the week is an extension called encode decode and um <laughs> i wish i had found this about i don't know two weeks ago so it's a let me for those on the video show my screen here it is a simple extension that is going to take a string um and either encode it or decode it and it has a bunch of different options base64 json byte array html entities unicode um I saw the base64 one and that's the one I wish I had because I was dealing with a client situation where um, they had a base64 encoded string in the database and I kept going to like try CF and writing the functions to convert it back, which was fine. but it would have been so nice just to switch to like a VS code window, have my string to encode. You can select it bring up the encode decode and then just say string the base64 or base64 to string and that would have been a lot quicker <laughs> so that is encode decode very simple but nice to have in your tool belt so you can just quickly in vs code switch the encoding even if it's just to see what the value is maybe from a database or that's a, a constant in in your code Okay. Short and sweet. It's hard to uh, ramble on when it's just me talking to myself. <laughs> and all of you lovely chat people, thanks for joining us today. We want to end by thanking our great Patreon supporters. These are people uh, personally supporting our open source initiatives and this podcast. You too can support us on patreon.com slash solutions. You can, anybody at a bronze package or up will get a Forgebox Pro subscription and a CFCast subscription as a free perk. And all Patreon supporters, regardless of level, have access to uh, their own private forum on our community website and a special badge to show off that they are a Patreon supporter. So we'll finish as we always do by thanking those that are our Patreon supporters. Thank you to John Wilson with Synaptrix, Eric Hoffman, Gary Knight, Mario Rodriguez, 
Giancarlo Gomez, David Bellinger, Jonathan Perrette, Jeffrey McGee with Sunstar Media, Dean Monder, Joseph Latmarie, Dom Bellamy, Jan Janik, Laxma Titrahati, Carl Von Stetten, Dan Card, Jeremy Adams, Jordan Clark, Matthew Clemente, Daniel Garcia, Scott Steinbeck with Agri Tracking Systems, Ben Nadal, Mingo Hagen, Brett DeLine, Kai Kennig, Charlie Earhart, Jonas Erickson, Jason Diger, Jeff McLean, Sean Oden, Matthew Darby, Ross Phillips, Edgardo Cabezas, Patrick Flynn, Stephanie Monge, Kevin Wright, and Stephen Klotz. Thank you for supporting Order Solutions and this podcast especially. And thank you all for tuning in. Thank you those in the chat that hung out with me today on this quick episode. And we will see you next week. Bye now. Show notes for this episode can be found at cfmlnews.modernizeordie.io, where you can also subscribe to your favorite podcast player like Spotify or iTunes. We also have the link to YouTube to find more videos just like this. The music used in this podcast is under a royalty-free license from Sound.com and Blue Tree Audio.